Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Thank you for listening to Creative Control, a listener-funded podcast. If you would like to help and support Creative Control and keep this podcast going, please visit patreon.com slash Control and make a monthly flexible donation today. Jen Grant is a prolific and acclaimed songwriter, singer, and musician based in Lake Echo, Nova Scotia. Since 2005, Grant has been releasing records that are each more ambitious than the last, earning a loyal fan base for her folk and pop sensibilities. Her latest album is 2019's Love Inevitable, which found her leaving Canada for Portland, Oregon, where she worked with producer Tucker Martin to craft one of her most personal and reflective releases yet. Jen and I caught up in Toronto recently for a conversation about this album and its inspiration, how she's balancing her work with being a new mom, her personal and professional relationship with Daniel Ledwell, her thoughts on navigating the social media landscape, and more. With the support of listeners like you who subscribe to this podcast and spread the word about it, and make flexible monthly pledges at patreon.com slash Control, plus in-kind support from CFRU 93.3 FM, Pizza Trocadero, the Bookshelf, and Planet Bean Coffee in Guelph, and Granddad's Donuts in Hamilton, this is the 482nd episode of Creative Control, featuring the wonderful Jen Grant, with your host, me, Vish Khanna.
Hi, Jen. How's it going? Pretty good, Beach. How you doing? <laughs> I'm well. It's nice to see you in Ontario. Yeah, I haven't seen you in a long time. When was the last time we would have seen each other? We used to talk more. We did. In this context. Yeah. Do you remember we did that? We did a th- uh, like thing once at um, this like, diner in Toronto. France. But, and I like laughed the whole time. You enjoyed yourself. I felt so crazy that day. I know. And you've <laughs> talked about that almost every time <laughs> since. Like, really? And I don't know what it was. Like, why do you think you were laughing so much? I think I was, I don't know. I don't was know. it me? Was I it was, funny? It was so funny. I don't, I don't know. I don't think it was me. <laughs> I might have been, but you were you were giggly, it was and you were doing stuff. goofy stuff. Crazy. That might have been ten years ago. Yeah, probably like maybe eight, eight or, or eight or eight nine, nine years nine. ago. Yeah. yeah, are you still giggly? Oh, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Things are different for us. They are in in the time that we've talked. We've we've. Uh, have little exhaustion machines that <laughs> take up our time. You congratulations, you became a mom. Right? Thank you. Now I feel like you have made this something of a people are talking a lot about you being a mom they are is it is it weird it's okay i'm like when i was recording i was talking to tucker about just like how i want people to talk about the record like the music but then i was like you gotta let people care about what they care about i guess too not that they won't care about the music it's not even out yet but. So why why was that happening? Do you think? Like, I know I've read the sort of promotional information that comes along with the record, and you and you've been very open about um, how you wanted to become a mom and 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 all that stuff. So in a sense, you've I ma- did it. You've made it part of the narrative as yeah, well, absolutely. and it's sort of swimming around the record. Yeah. Because the other thing about being a, a parent is you think about your own parents a lot. Yes. I find. Have you found that? Oh yeah. Like you're thinking about your... Well, my mom a lot, for sure. Yeah. Um, and sorry, you lost your mom? Seven years ago, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry to, I'm sorry about that. That's also... It's not your fault. <laughs> it's not my fault, but I, yeah, I went through... Uh, my mom was sick. She's okay now, oh, but that's she, great. Yeah, it's great that she's okay. Yeah. <laughs> but we had a tough last year uh, to, because she was fighting, uh, battling... Oh, they say bad. fighting and battling, but I don't know if that's what... there. I guess that's what people do. They... Have cancer and they're it fighting cancer? it. Yeah, yeah, that's what my mom had. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I mean, it was hell. Uh, oh yeah, she had three times actually. Oh, when okay. I was like 14, 27, and then she died right after my wedding. It comes back. It comes back. This one was considered like a new t- a new cancer because oh, okay. it had been like 11 years since the second one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I don't want to. Well, this colors your existence doesn't it it's not just you oh, as yeah. a performer it's no it's my existence and my music reflects my existence so like and i also want to be genuine so you know yeah like my record is personal and it's based on different types of struggles and 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 fortunes yeah now you you mentioned tucker tucker now who is tucker tucker martin is a producer he's from nashville he lives in portland oregon with his wife laura veers who's a singer songwriter who i love <laughs> Um, he's Grammy nominated for, he's a producer. He's worked with lots of great people. Mm -hmm. Um, he produced this record. Uh, he's my friend and I love him. So traditionally, or at least in the last, in the previous, uh, uh, iterations of you on record, I don't know how I can't talk. (laughs) I'm a little sluggish today, but anyway, when you've made records before, who have you primarily worked with as a producer? My husband, Daniel Ledwell. Right. So you, this was a departure to work with someone. How long have you been working with Dan? Well, we've been married seven years. We've been together for like 10 years. Mostly. Record. Like since 2009. 2009, a record came out. 
honeymoon punch that we made together. So I guess like since 2008. So yeah, like we've been making records for a decade. During You started during your giggly phase. Yeah. When you would giggle during interviews. So this record marks a real departure then. A legit work, one, not even like a made-up one. one when you're like, this is a departure. Literally a departure. <laughs> you flew. I like You left. were at a gate and you flew probably to Portland, I'm guessing. I don't yeah. know how you got there. but I've, So what... Something's going on with you in the context of these songs and making this record. You, I mean, obviously we talked about you becoming a mom. That's huge. And then you're also within that, you have the confidence to be like, I'm going to try something else. Dan. Did Dan go with you? No. So what's going on there? What made you feel like I need to try something completely different? Because uh, we did like four records and it's been 10 years and I know, I know how to, it's like we just really explored all the spaces, you know, together mm-hmm. and uh, made some really beautiful records, I think, together. And yeah, I just was like, it's time for something new. And I wanted to figure out as well if I know how to make records without Danny, because kind of sometimes would feel like, you know, he's such a part of my story that I was like, I want to kind of find myself again in the recording process or like in the music process on my own the way I began. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was for me. And also kind of for him, maybe just he he loves to produce records and we've loved working together. But I didn't want to I didn't want it to become like a stagnant thing where he's like making another record for my wife, which not to say I would have. But, <laughs> you know, like he's got lots of stuff going on, too. Like he doesn't need me or anything. So um, he I needs of, you. Why wouldn't he? Need well, you? he he, definitely he doesn't needs like you. need to make my records. Oh. Yeah, that's what I meant. Does he make other people's records? Lots of people's records. Right, yeah. Right. Um, so I kind of wanted him to be to focus on his stuff like on his own in his own way because we also tour together we're parents together yeah of course yeah yeah so as it happens last summer summer 2018 yeah i was in edmonton uh visiting my family right and you were playing the edmonton folk festival in the rain yeah in the rain yeah and by the way that's when i heard you were pregnant that's the first time i heard you announced it on stage yeah and everyone cheered (laughs) but (laughs) Of course, why wouldn't they? Yeah. Maybe some of us were like, you don't know what you're in for here. But, <laughs> yeah. but also, you and Dan engaged, well, mostly you, engaged in an interesting kind of banter, oh. which was a little, it seemed a little caustic. Oh, yeah? It's, but it was funny. Like, it, it does. Was very funny. It happens. We do that. That's a thing you have, a dynamic? Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know if it's good, and it's not on purpose, but like, it happens on stage. The other night I tried, and we were in Vancouver, and I, I just started listing all the like really special, beautiful qualities of him. Cause I was like, <laughs> That's right. I want, I don't know if I want to have that like headbutt energy. Uh-huh. And I honestly, like, I think that that comes out in most, I would say more, maybe more on his side when we're touring together. It's like it's a joke. But I, he gave like, as much as you gave him, yeah. by the way. He uh, yeah. didn't have the mic as much as you, but that's he was true. It's an disadvantage. See, that's why the whole thing, though. That's why people. Think, that's why it keeps happening because it's like kind of funny. Yeah. But yeah, sometimes I'm like, this is stupid. I don't want to do this. It reminded me of like <laughs> uh, like a country thing, like maybe a country couple having like it was almost like a skit or something, like yeah. a sketch. But it's not planned. Oh, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> you, just, you need. You know you. Touring is hard. You have you need a release valve, and you know you're. you're I think com- that's the release valve. I think it's more his release valve. For oh yeah, are you a problem? I am. <laughs> <laughs> I think that like he has so much responsibility, and I'm just like, hey, I'm in the limelight. Look at me, <laughs> and he's like, I gotta carry all this stuff. I gotta do all the stuff. I gotta make all your records. I gotta like make you a like like. 
whatever like a video or like he yeah. does so much for me and yeah, yeah. i kind of feel like it's too much right so there's a bit of truth to he's also attention. there is and yeah. he's also just like really talented really good at stuff and i've tried really hard to get like other people to do things sometimes if it doesn't work out it's like he has to redo things for me too oh right it's kind of a whole thing but okay he i try to take stuff away from him like projects away from him sometimes and he to be to have him like you know with more yeah less of my like work stuff that he has to do and it's hard like he want he's like he still wants to do all the stuff so yeah i don't know i don't know what we're doing no it's fine it was entertaining to watch i'm glad he liked it and then you <laughs> you sugarcoated it with we're expecting a child <laughs> yeah like so everyone's like what i don't know what's going on with these two they seem to not like each other oh, maybe but we love each other no i yeah. know i know it, I, I viewed it as a bit of a, a bit but yeah and anyway it is kind of like a bit yeah and i i feel like at that show did you not introduce some new songs would you've been playing songs from this record at that point yeah um was i i think that actually i don't remember okay i don't yeah i had planned on it and then maybe everything got too crazy well describe the configuration on that the state your band configuration was a bit unusual as i recall was it just me and danny i feel like there was someone else maybe but there was a lot of baby there was well yeah the baby (laughs) yes of course maybe it was just it was the two of us yeah but there was like more no because he was playing that's the other thing because he was playing so much stuff it sounds like there's more people there so what was he playing uh, well, he would have like a keyboard, like a nor, but then like se- like three or four or like five like other things, like a synth face and like a critter and and a drum machine. Uh, and like we thing. had a sampler pad yes, with different right. stuff. Yeah. So maybe that's what I'm thinking about because I hadn't seen you play in a while either. Yeah. And I think you have, as in your trajectory, we've watched you. Those of us who followed you, go from arguably kind of more in the folk rock realm to consistently becoming poppier. I yeah. think. Right. Is that fair? I don't know. It's been a it's been a kind of a culmination of different things on, yeah. on every record. Like Paradise was was the last record I put out. Paradise was definitely kind of more in the pop realm, I guess, but not pop. Like just there was more like beats and a little bit of more electronic right. stuff. Right. Yeah. Which is I think code for pop now, That's is right. that it has a, it has a beat. Yeah. It has some electronic flourishes yeah. or what have you. So. Tell me what the collaboration with Tucker was like, because I'm hearing a very dynamic record. I think, mm-hmm. safe to say, in the pop realm, right? I have no idea. You don't know what that means, do you? No. I mean, some of the songs sound like that. Like they could be on like the big radio stations. Well, they're not. They should be. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, they okay. sound like they could be like that Raven, Raven. song. Yeah. yeah. Has that. There's a few songs, I think. Or, and some, yeah. you don't think so? No, I agree. <laughs> so how did the collaborate? You left Halifax, I presume you're still in Halifax. Lake Echo, actually, now oh. it's outside of. You left Nova Scotia? Can I say that? It's in Nova Scotia. Okay. I left, left Nova Scotia. Yeah, yeah. You left Nova right. Scotia for Portland, Oregon. And what did you have with you? Songs? Did you have them done? Did you oh, yeah, of course. I formulated? Had, like, yeah. Okay. Formulated as in, the, like, structurally or what I wanted them to sound like? Well, I guess I'm curious, if, if you leave Dan behind and he's producing your records, what does Tucker bring to what you brought to Portland, that's, uh, that's what I'm getting. Like, everything he he yeah. chose the band. Um, I like let him have full control. I felt I was like just wanted him to know I was open to whatever. Just wanted to go and just experience whatever he wanted to bring to the table. Mm-hmm. So he um, he chose Eli Moore to play bass and guitar, and that's who's traveling in my band right now too. Okay, and then Justin Chase uh, played keyboards. And he also co- like he assisted engineering 
on the record on the record and Tucker played drums and I wanted Tucker to play drums just because um, he played on Laura's records and a couple of projects and he's a he was a he's a drummer and I just think that I, I don't know I felt like there would be a magical quality to it if he was you know in the band too and it, there was so that's good and yeah we just sort of cho- we had our own like top 10 lists and we kind of top 10 lists of songs you you had your own top. You mean like each of you had a top ten list? Like they rank this. So these are the best songs. How did it? Work? I did the ones I wrote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everyone ranked them. Yeah, <laughs> that's interesting. So you'd be like, "Here's my favorite song," and then Tucker would say, "No, this is my favorite song." Yeah, and a lot of them were the same. Oh, that's cool. And I don't remember how we got to our finished top ten. Okay. 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 Yeah. So why Portland? Like, why did you just? I that's always, why. That's where they were from. Obviously, that's where they live. I've always been like, kind of weirdly drawn to Portland. I also was kind of intrigued by the fact that um, Tucker and Laura have this working relationship and marriage, um, sort of um, similar to right. my life, you know. And yeah, just like I felt that um, some of her records, like July Flame and stuff, they really reminded me of. Um, us living in Halifax oh. uh, in this little house that we used to have like a decade ago. And I kind of just had, had him in the back of my mind like for 10 years. like, <laughs> like <laughs> 10 years in the back of your just mind. Just in the, a small part be like, if I ever worked with another producer, I think maybe I would like to work with Tucker Martin. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, I just then one day just reached out and it was very, he just got right back to me. Okay, okay. Um, but yeah, he brought... He brought uh, a lot of joy to the project and a lot of just, yeah, it was just really, it was a really in the moment recording experience. It was, it was great. So uh, from what I can tell from the songs, you are uh, in, the, in this, in this batch of songs, you are kind of dealing with current life situations and, and issues, I suppose, and, and just the way life is. But you seem reflective too. You seem to be reflecting upon, there's the song about leaving a light on. Which you, and I've read somewhere that that's something your mom used to do, right? When you were out and about. Yeah. And I, like, I don't, I'm not a literal songwriter, so it's not like, oh, I wrote this because my mom used to leave the light on. But I just, it's like when you're singing a song, for me, I, I will end up with these like images. And I noticed at one point, and then when I was singing it, I kind of was like, oh yeah, mom, with that light on on the porch. So do you think that's a, is that recollection because you're a mom on some level, do you feel like you're starting to think more about what it means to be a mom? Because I've been finding myself, if I may, I see how I'm emulating and also avoiding things my own parents did. Like I'm trying to be like, what would they have done? And what am I going to do? Like it's a totally different context, different time of the century and different, you know, whatever. But, But I do think about and I appreciate more what they went through. That leaving the light on thing is resonated with me because my parents would stay up I was 16 and I'd lie and say I was Were going you to, bad? I wasn't like super bad, <laughs> but I would say they wouldn't let me do the things I wanted to do. Like, for instance, the first time I saw the band Super Chunk, they thought I was going to see an author speak in Toronto. Like, I didn't tell them what I was doing. Same. Not the same story, but I was like that. You would say, I'm going to do this, but you were actually going to do something. Like, I would be like, the midnight movie is playing. It's only five bucks to get in. I want to go to the movie. But in reality, it's like, no, I'm going to stay here until two. And I'm going to like buy weed with $5. Right. Whatever. Just normal. Probably normal kid stuff. Normal kid stuff. But now when you have a kid, like I'm seven and four of my kids. I know where they are the whole time. I know when they're at school and when they're not at school. I know where they're pretty much with me or maybe across the street with a friend. Maybe. I'm not a helicopter parent, 
But I've it's dawning on me that that's going to end soon. At some point, when you were, when I was ten, nine, whatever, I started to go play road hockey supposedly, and I did. I would go across the neighborhood and go play road hockey, and I would do stuff. And it just got me thinking about like having kids makes me think about what my parents went through. And I'd be like, why are they so crazy about me coming home? Why are they leaving lights on? Why are they leaving their they'd leave their bedroom door open to hear me? Like you know, normally they'd they'd close the door when they were sleeping. Just the the anxiety of being a parent is starting to get their anxiety is now I, I'm relating to it more. Oh, I absolutely relate to anxiety okay. for okay. sure as a parent. Okay, yeah, I, and I just wonder if that sort of stuff is you find that your upbringing is seeping through these songs as well. I'm not. I mean, this album is just kind of happening at the time when everything is so new for me that it's it's. I mean, I wrote the songs when I wasn't a mother yet, so right. You don't know? Okay, so these songs are not maybe reflecting the experience. No, they're not. But, like, I also find that, for me, like, I'll when I write stuff, the meaning of the song often, like, reveals itself, like, after, like, the record comes out. That happens all the time. Yeah. And so I think it is tied to to those things. This beautiful phrasing on that Light On song, too, by the way. I meant to mention that to you. Thank Reminds you. me of, like, a Dylan song. Whoa. Like okay. Nashville skyline sort of, there's just something going on there. Like late sixties Dylan. Is that, do you, are you a fan of Bob Dylan? For sure. Do you like him? I love him. <laughs> okay. I'm just curious if you, if you can talk, cause the, the, the record's very dynamic and I, I, I mean, you've been doing this a long time. Like, do you, are you still kind of thinking about stuff like that? Like, it'd be great if this was all on the radio or are you just like doing your own thing? Cause I think you've had a bit of both, right? Where people were kind of playing you a lot in Canada in particular, um, like, is that sort of stuff of your, in your mind now? Or are you just like, I'm just going to do my thing. I know the rest of it's kind of external. Like people like it, don't like it. I don't care. Are you, where are you at with that kind of stuff? I think I'm in the kind of in the middle or kind of trying to decide because I feel like I definitely just kind of want to do my own thing. Like in the, re- while making the record, I felt like I was like, I'm doing my own thing and I don't care. Yeah. Like it's almost like this recording. I almost was like, I don't want to put it out. <laughs> Cause I was like, this felt like such a sort of sacred experience. I don't know if I want to like devalue it in any way by just being like, Oh, the record like didn't get on like some list or, you know what well, I mean? Kind of what I'm getting at is the material conditions of being a musician now. It's very hard. Yeah. I'm not really like digging the vibe of like what you have to do to be a musician and an artist right now. Like, so is this okay? Yeah. Like talking to people you like that seems oh, so, this? like an interview. I'm into it. Like real genuine conversations. I'm into But there's any th- of the like bullshit that you like put online or you have to like constantly be online. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I'm 
allergic to. You don't like it. No, there was a time where I was excited by it, and now I feel like it's kind of just like really hard, you know, to... I, I don't think it makes... It doesn't make me happy. I'm not... Like, I don't use... I have it still, but like I don't use Facebook anymore. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to use Instagram more, but even then I'm Don't. Like, well, do you have it? I have it, and I want to delete it. Why? Because it's like... It's, it's just like people taking pictures of like these... The, the part of their day that's good and be like, look at me, I'm doing this. Or like people don't know how to, they're like doing something that's fun. But someone's like, like my brother was telling me there was this like interview with these teens and with no irony at all. They were like, I have like, I have fun so I can put it on Instagram. Yeah, like, I just think it's just like have... a total sickness. Well, we're doing the self surveillance thing. I hate it. I don't like it as much as I used to. I used to think it was fun. The likes and stuff. I think the whole thing is like pretty disgusting. And it, I just need to find a way to like, work with it because i can't just get people to i can't just quit like i feel like if i quit social media i quit music i'm it's very refreshing to hear you say this i know you're it's upsetting on some level it's actually it's good to talk about it well because the other side of what i find troubling is the sort of the metrics based economy we have where you can see all the likes could see all the streams and people are like i got thirty thousand streams or whatever whatever and that's a small like number we're apparently. rating humans yeah and, and, and but that's what we're obsessed with. Yeah. So I, yeah, my record comes out in two days, and I just want to quit. <laughs> Don't quit. <laughs> you want to quit all music? No, I want to play music. I want to make records. Right. I want to play shows. I want to have real human interactions. Like I want to connect with my audience, and I don't want to like, I don't want to live my life this way. And so, can you make that decision? Can you not? Like you just said, if I don't do that shit. I'm not. I might as well not make music anymore. I don't think that's totally true. I th- I've, I know of people who don't. Like, what do you think would happen if I just like didn't post anything and just like did interviews, which I enjoy, yeah, and played my shows? Would there like would there be any difference? So there's two things going on there though, because in this current cultural economy, you and I are going to do this interview. I'm going to share it. Yeah. Because I, so am I. I have thanks. <laughs> because I, I like it. Well, I like li- this is. I also feel like because there's, there's, you know, we can use these like platforms to have like educated conversations and like yeah. spark something. Like I love podcasts. You know, there's all these things I love, but then there's other things that like make me depressed and feel crazy, which is like just only communicating through people through a little tiny like robot. Yeah, and so I've stopped using one of the platforms altogether except for uh, the page for my show. And that's the only time I go on the do F- you feel, book. How do you feel? Better. Generally, the more I disconnect from my phone, the better I feel. Like Me the too. more I don't look at uh, emails all the time. Like I've turned off certain notifications now. Um, I'm going to email you right after this. Thanks. Please do. <laughs> no, and I'll get it eventually. But I actually, to be honest, that's been a huge thing. I turned off the notifications and I only look at the stuff when I want to look at it. Right. I have control over it now. It used to be this thing with the phone I'm referring to. People can't see it. It would be pinging. It, like I'd be making dinner for my kids yeah. and the thing would be going off. And I have to keep it on because my wife's commuting or something and I yeah. got to figure out. And when my kids are at school, I got to keep it on. But once we're all kind of together... I'm tr- starting to learn to turn it off and yeah. I feel better. Yeah. Like, I feel better. Not it's a weird leash. This thing has become for us. Yeah. Like a Pavlovian. It's weird to me that it's dinging and donging and all that stuff. Like it's like Pavlov's dog. Yeah, it is. We're responding. You get, you get yeah. like a little bit of 
uh, like you're getting a reward every time you check something. Yes. And I also like, I don't know, I do a show as, I do this show because I like doing it, but I don't know, a major corporation would probably be like, ah, you're not, it's not doing as well as you, can't you try this? And I'm like, no, I just talk to who I want to talk to. Yeah. And if it's a good conversation, it's a good conversation. Yeah. And I think you're probably in the same boat. I wrote a yeah. song. If it's a, if I like the song, that's enough for me now. I don't need all this external yeah. analysis of what I do. Yeah. And that makes me feel better about myself. Uh-huh. I don't know. It's confusing. Because a lot of the stuff that we make as cultural creators yeah. has an audience. It's, to, it's made to be received. It's made to start a conversation. So what we're talking about in terms of shutting things down is vaguely shutting off those conversations exactly so that's what i'm that's what i'm struggling with because i also make music for people Mm -hmm. like i don't i wouldn't be happy making music and not putting out my record like even though i said that before (laughs) (laughs) well when i was gonna i was gonna follow up on that you play shows and the people promoting the shows and and the venues they'll share your show they'll and you can sort of doing a good job yeah (laughs) sometimes maybe you can casually get on there every once in a while and you know retweet something or like it but otherwise just stay off of it that's what i think it's i'm having these conversations all the time yeah i had a conversation with an artist recently and it was a good conversation and at the end she was talking off the record she was just talking about how she became obsessed with people who unfollowed her oh really and she had all the apps that tell you when someone unfollows you and i said you know i used to have those apps too and i got rid of them because i realized it was destroying me it was making me petty yeah. All of this stuff is so yeah. infuriatingly petty. Like, yeah. oh, I, why didn't they like it? Or I'm going to like it to remind them to send me a response to my email. Yeah. Like, people do weird things. Yeah. And I, I think it's bad. It's bad. But we, <laughs> I also worry we sound like we're old. I don't care. I just think it's bad. I think we're not old. I think we're wise. Me too. Okay, good. How, is this and good? we're parents. And we're parents. And so we have to, I think it's our job to figure out right. how to navigate this. So that we can teach our children to have healthy lives yeah. and healthy minds. Well, it's my all about having a healthy mind. I do a dumb thing where I share stuff my son does. Yeah. Um, because it's either amusing or it's cute. And I I don't know. I think I do that at an educational level too. Uh, I, I love that stuff. But I also am like, I feel like more like I don't want to share stuff about Gus. Because everywhere I go, people are like, Gus, Gus, Gus. Oh, because they know his name. Yeah. yeah, I just share. My son has been obsessed with the Toronto Raptors recently because as we're speaking, they're about to enter the finals, the NBA finals. But he's been drawing photos of them at school and they're cool. ad- adorable. Yeah. And like drawing photos of like portraits of players. So I've been sharing them and people are losing their minds in terms of stuff that people lose their minds over that I do on social media. Yeah. But he also recently, he overheard me telling a friend that when I was a little kid, I wrote to the Toronto Maple Leafs organization, <laughs> wrote them a letter saying, I'm sorry, someone passed away. And I'm sorry. Um, and I don't even know if I asked them for this, but they sent me a yearbook for the year that it was like Rick Vive. I don't know if you follow the Leafs at all, but it was like all the Leafs from the 80s. It was like a yearbook. It was just like a little booklet they probably sold in the gift shop. And he, my son heard me telling the story and presented me with a letter he wrote to the Raptors in his little seven-year-old handwriting saying, I hope you win the finals. Please send me a yearbook. (laughs) And I shared it, but he, and then I deleted it because it had his name on it. Like, I mean, I talk about him sometimes on the show and I say his name, but like I, I'm starting to wonder about the lack of agency my children have and us share. Yeah. I have been told 
by aspire or new parents or um, people who are going to be parents that they find this stuff helpful. Oh, I didn't know. I, I didn't think my kid would be interested in the thing that your kid is interested in. So I tried it and they oh. loved it. Like I didn't think my, I thought I only had to listen to Rafi. I only had to listen to Fred Penner, but I heard you talking about taking your kid to ACDC. Yeah. And now I feel like I've learned something. I don't know if Good. that's right, by the way. I don't know if I know what I'm doing. Yeah. But I do think that as parents, there's a bit of a role we have as public people. Yeah. To make parenting seem... Con- no, it's not a role, but <laughs> I think people don't understand parenting until they do it. That's what... Yeah. Like, have you found that? Yeah. Like, did you, like, you've learned a lot. Yeah. And does it destroy misconceptions about being a parent? I just thought that I'd really roll with everything and in a way I am, or maybe it really looks like I am, I guess. Um, but yeah, I just it was just harder than I thought. Just like the beginning, it's very difficult. Particularly yeah, hardest thing I ever did physically for the parents or the mothers in particular. I know it's mm-hmm. very. Are you okay? You doing all right with it? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Good. Good. So um, one of the things that we've talked about is the the fact that a narrative started to emerge around this new album. Some of it because of the way you framed it, right? Are there stories about from your perspective about being a musician the way you've been a musician or now being a, trying to be a musician with your your kid is here by the way i saw your kid you brought the kid you obviously you got to bring he's the kid. everywhere are you on tour right now or you're just doing yeah. like press stuff i just did like a pretty big ish tour okay so i guess i want your perspective on a couple of things okay cool uh and mostly if you feel like like we've been talking about imparting wisdom to people what would you want to tell someone who's sort of entering your realm? Uh, like, what would you want to tell them to prepare for? What kinds of things? Like, in, in like our, in, into what realm? In the, into the realm of being a touring musician who's bringing a child with you on the road <laughs> and trying to balance that. I've heard from other musicians, particularly mothers, yeah. that the infrastructure in our country in particular is not great for bringing a kid on the road with you, like to be a working parent as a musician. Have you found that? Okay, I mean, like... Basically, without like without tuning my own horn, I feel like I you know have established a certain like level as an artist in Canada, and I feel like I can put on a great show. Yeah, and I feel like I need certain things to put that show on to make that makes me feel really good. That makes the audience feel really good, and I don't make enough money to put that show on. Like, there's not enough money in music, and also I need more now because I need help with my baby. Yeah, and I. And like I have to also let go enough to let someone else help my baby. So that's hard. But yeah, basically there's not enough support or not enough people like buying records basically to to put on, you know, the show that the audience deserves. But I am doing my best. So is there some onus that you would wish to place on promoters in venues, on festivals even, like to, to be mindful of this, like to be mindful particularly as a mother that you, I mean, you're talking about, I'm talking about something else, I guess. You're talking of. about rider technical kind of stuff that you might need, right? I'm talking about like just people on the oh. road, like, like, oh. like, like just like, yeah. Having who like being able to afford tour manager, a band, yeah. a nanny and like a merch person. And like so, maybe, you know, someone who to take pictures of you and deal with your social media. Like there's so much that goes into a show. I see. Okay. But like, okay. So as an, as a new mom, as a new parent, um, Dan and I found that even though we're losing money all the time, we're trying to take as much of an infrastructure with us, like people-wise, yeah. so that you have a tribe around you because you can't do it 
with just like like Dan and I and a baby and a bunch of gear and like a, a hummus and veggie platter is is not really getting right. it. Right. Okay. <laughs> so like the yeah, I guess yeah. It's not very good advice. Like I'm <laughs> I'm trying to figure it out. It sounds like you are. This is new for you too. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, okay. I just wonder if at this point already you're like because you've I'm like you've, a wise not wise, <laughs> but I mean you've just started. You said like your record's coming out and yeah. you're touring behind it already. Yeah. And this is a new experience. You're bringing your child with you, so I just wonder what your. I guess I'm. I guess wait until your kid is at least five months old. <laughs> <laughs> How old is your child? He's five and a half months. Okay. Yeah, but we did something at nine weeks, three months. Oh, you did. Okay. And four months. And it was the worst. So you learned from those mistakes. It was really hard. And the audience didn't know, but it was hard. Okay. And um, uh, yeah, wait. Wait a bit. Okay. But then do it. Do okay. what you're supposed to do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So our, w- this record is, is, is obviously done and you're processing it still in terms of meaning and, and maybe what it might, right? Yeah, a little sort bit. Of, yeah. Maybe not actively, but I imagine every time you play. So I've, don't you find that every time you play the song, you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, that, that might be about something that yeah. I didn't even think about yeah. before. Yeah, are you on to another batch of songs? Have no. you? Not at all. No, I don't do that. That's not really the way I work. Like I did I was like tinkering around a bit, but nothing. I like to have like life experiences for like a couple years, mm. and then I kind of do it all at once, and it's like sort of presents this time of my life. People don't really think about that as much as I think they should. That the record is really an archive for the artist. It is. Uh, and whatever's yeah. going on in their time colors what you're hearing yeah yeah so all that to say you worked with tucker you don't know what the next th- you don't know if that's going to happen again or if that's even desirable you'll find out when you're ready yeah you really this is the other thing that i've read is that you're really in touch with uh <laughs> <laughs> kind of your i don't know what it is into intuition like you're is that true like is that more so than in the past you're kind of trusting moments to present themselves to you I mean, I'm in touch with my intuition and I'm looking for moments to present okay, themselves. Okay. <laughs> okay. Good answer. I just, I didn't, there was something about it that in the, in the biographical info for this record that I hadn't thought of before with you. Um, it was like a mystical kind of language around like I was instinctually trusting my instincts and. Yeah. I mean, I think there, I've got some little mystical things. <laughs> you do. But I don't really like need to. Articulate what Articulate it because yeah. it just like. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if people wanted to know more about you on the internet, even though we told them <laughs> that's not a great idea, where would you send them? Well, you I'll still what? be there <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> like, do you want me to say like my... You have a website? I have a website. What is it? JenGrant.com. I have an yeah. Instagram. It's JenGrantMusic. Mm-hmm. Twitter, JenGrantMusic. Facebook, I think it's JenGrantMusic. <laughs> and uh, I'm not on Snapchat. Yeah, I'm not on. And, I'm, um, I'm on it, but people in India keep trying to break into it. I'm, I mean, I I logged, I, I I signed up for one, and then didn't do anything. Don't with even it. go. Don't. Okay. Who cares? You okay. don't need it. Snapchat. Okay, thanks, <laughs> thanks, Jen. No, I anyway. Someone in there's various people in India are trying to constantly break into my Snapchat. They might be using it now. I, I hope they are using it. Apparently, what happened was <laughs> there was a Indian ball, like a woman playing a, in a soap opera. Her name is Vishkana. So there's they all want this, the Snapchat. For they're Vish- trying to get the Snapchat for the character Vishkan. Like it's if I go to my Twitter, I'm almost always accidentally tagged for this Whoa. beautiful woman that's a villain. You should be her for Halloween. <sighs> yeah, maybe I should. I never thought of that. I feel like I'm I'm her already every day. I'm Vishkan. <laughs> anyway, okay. So is there a song from the new record that we can play for people? Is there something you would pick? 
Well, you talked about Keep a Light On a lot, so why don't you t- play that one? Okay. Do you want to say anything more about it? I mean, we talked about it pretty We talked about it quite a bit. Okay. Let's play it. <laughs> New music by Jen Grant. Jen, uh, I hope you had a good time. I did. During Thank this you. conversation. And I it's hope nice to, had a nap. It's nice to chat. <laughs> yeah. It's nice to chat, and I'm glad you weren't so giggly. I mean, I'm not glad. I like making you laugh. I, I hope laughed. You laughed a little bit. I did. <laughs> the normal amount. It's good. Thank you. Good luck with everything. Thanks. You too. I keep a light on For my baby almost every night Keep a light on Don't want a crazy fight Keep a light on Even if it's just the moon shining bright I keep a light on Everything's gonna be alright Thanks again to Jen Grant for being on this, the 482nd episode of Creative Control, which is part of the Entertainment One Podcast Network and is available on all iOS and Android platforms and also on Spotify, Audioboom, YouTube, everywhere. It's everywhere, I think. If, for some reason, you can't find an episode of the show that you've heard about and you're looking for it, or if you want to learn more about me and sign up for my regularly scheduled newsletter, 
please visit my website, vishkana.com. You can like Creative Control on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Vish Creative, or follow me directly at Vishkana. You can also listen to a radio show version of Creative Control on Wednesdays at noon Eastern Standard Time around the world at cfru.ca or on an actual radio at 93.3 FM if you're in or near Guelph. Also, please visit patreon.com slash creative control to make a flexible monthly donation to keep this podcast going. Thanks to Pizza Trocadero, The Bookshelf, Planet Bean Coffee, and Granddad's Donuts in Hamilton for their in-kind support for this show. And also to my friend Jim Guthrie, who loans me a song of his that I play on the show every week. You can learn more about Jim at jimguthrie.org. And thank you. Thank you very much for listening to this program. And hopefully you'll check out other episodes of the show and subscribe to the podcast and, and tell your friends about it and spread the word. That would mean a lot to me. And maybe it will help them. Maybe they'll learn things. Who knows? You never can tell. But anyway, that's it for me. I will talk to you soon. Bye for now. on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.